sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. Now, I want those little paint-happy bastards caught and hung up by their Buster Browns. That's it. Goodbye. I'm not going to waste my time arguing with a man who's lining up to be a hot lunch. I'm going to see you. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 135, uh, and today we're talking about Jaws. That's right, you... the. <laughs> Skype hiccup on that, Sam, and it sounded really creepy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sounds just like that, too. Um, uh, (laughs) sorry, uh, episode 135, and we're talking about Jaws. I said that, yeah. Uh, you, the listeners, uh, um, have spoken, uh, so, uh, our um, October film set. Uh, has been made, and uh, that was the number two boat getting as of the time we recorded uh, movie. Yeah. So uh, there you and go. And it's a classic. It is it a classic. Was, it's really, yeah, nineteen yeah. uh, seventy something. Seventy five's Jaws. Uh, I am Sean Orred, and joining me tonight no, is. No, you're not. Shut up. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's what my underwear says. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, I am Sean, and joining me tonight is Sammy. <laughs> You really are the mood, aren't you? Uh, I uh, yeah, this is gonna be a weird one. Is this me one of those where I'm you're sorry. gonna argue with me for no reason, even though like probably I'm in the mood to just you know destroy. <laughs> I'm I'm chaotic evil tonight. Oh no, I'm gonna say something like, "Man, the yeah. shark looked really real," and Sam's like, "No, it wasn't. It was clearly fake." Murmur, murmur, murmur. Is that what's gonna happen tonight? Yeah, more than likely. Oh, it's okay. Um, that's, that's fine. It's par for the course. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe it's. Bogey or something? I don't know. Andrew, going to need a bigger boat, Jimison. Hi there. <laughs> I, you should have done something that was like Massachusetts related. I don't know oh, what yeah. that would have been. Yes, I could have. I don't yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna do the family guy. Uh I I can see up those shorts. <laughs> and they'll eat that hairy leg. Dun it, dun it. That one. Yeah. 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 But I decided not to. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad. Although I guess I just I guess I just did it for you anyway. Well, I'm glad well, that you, you did um both of those. Um yeah. at some point Corny, mmm, chum, Logan will join us. Um <laughs> we needed to hit record uh because when yes. we, we record, we <laughs> it's record late. Yeah, we yeah. record late in the night because we all have day jobs and whatnot. Um so Corny will join us at some point in the show. Um he just has to come from one side of the town to the other. So uh, whenever he gets here, we will welcome him with open arms um, and teeth. And a life jacket. And a life jacket, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Sam, that's some bad hat Harry Vector. Uh, here's the swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I could, I could choose many of Quint's little uh, 
little things there. Yeah, for I, for the I, for the eight words that I actually understood him through his accent. Yeah. Yar. Yeah. Between his his, his Irish pirate talk, man, he was he was rough. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to turn on the subtitles for that one. Yeah, I I thought about playing the game of what did he say, but I realized what. That, it, <laughs> It, it would it would take all night because there was probably five or six times, even during that really emotional, really great monologue he gave about the USS Indianapolis. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go back and listen to it again because I don't know what the heck he said that time. So I figured it out most of it, but it, it still was a little, yeah. little challenging. Uh, so let's pull up a comfy chair on the beach and let's dive in. How about an Adirondack? There we go. Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive in. To this one, this is Jaws. Uh, 1975's Jaws. Steven Spielberg directed this. Spielberg. And I had not realized until I read the trivia how flippin' young Spielberg was when he directed this movie. He was like eight years old. Yeah, or add 20 years to that. But yes. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) we're all of us in our 30s. And... He, we have wasted our lives. And gentlemen. he, at the age of 28, yeah. made an Oscar-nominated you know, nominated film. Like, my gosh. Yeah, best film. I, I feel so kind of useless. At 28, I think I was still hungover from college. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no joke. I mean, 28, I was... What the hell was I doing? I was working at a theme park. You know? Yeah. like You were a costumed animal. Uh, what? No, I wasn't. No, I was never. I could. I would never in a costume. <laughs> I'm too big. I'm, we're all of us were too big. My gosh, like, yeah. if we would have put Corny in one of those, <laughs> if he could have put like put Charlie Brown on, Charlie Brown would have been like the six, neck would never. Yeah, the yeah. neck would never connect to the body. Yeah, he would be like six eight, and he would see Corny underneath. Yeah, the neck and like the um, like the arms. Yeah, and uh, the waist area would have been, uh, yeah, he would have been terrifying. <laughs> um, it was pretty funny, though, and he, this isn't talking about him because he was there, uh, but when during uh, the scary ones, the kind of Halloween thing when we, we transformed the park, he did wear one of the, it's, these, it's like a harness that you wear, and then the costume is above you. So they're already, mm. they're already tall. Oh, it makes you even taller. Good Lord. Right, so... The ones that these the, the people that usually wear these, you have to be strong because they're tall, right? I um, mean, they're like the costume itself is about eight feet tall. So when you put it on someone like Corny, who's six three, I mean, this mm-hmm. this costume is so massive that um, he actually had a hard time walking around the park because he kept hitting like tree branches and things <laughs> like that. So they had they had to put it on someone else, and, and that that's scary. You know, I've seen some sort of ghoul getting caught up in a tree. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the thing weighed, I don't know, you have to ask Corny, I think it weighed like 40 or, 40 or 50 pounds. So 40, 50 pounds that's on your shoulders, your weight is on your shoulders and your and your, kind of on your waist because it's, like it's like a drum, like a harness that goes around your waist and then on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, like a temp, uh, not a timpani, like a quad. Or, yeah, like or, a drum. Yeah. I didn't know if people who were listening would recognize know what that means, but maybe you do. But anyway, a drum is something you hit with a stick, and <laughs> yeah, you I'm generally try to hit it with a pattern, yeah, so that it goes along with the music you're uh, you're playing. Is that what a oh drum? God, is? I wish somebody would tell my percussionist that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would probably make Andrew's life a lot easier if uh, his drummer knew that. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, but yeah, no, uh, uh, Spielberg did this movie at the uh, young age of 28 and, um, that's, that's, that's flipping awesome. So, 
Um, I'm I'm really excited to talk about this movie. I can't imagine this is anyone's first time viewing of this. Actually, uh, the first time all the way through, yes. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, once, it. though, just once. Really? Yep. Wow, I just this seems like this is one of those movies that just is on... You know, it was like on like the UPN you know, a whole bunch in the 90s. I just kind of feel like, you know, it was Saturday morning, you know, TV. I think, and I think I remember, I don't know if it was HBO or something, but I remember sometime in the, either the late 90s or early 2000s, they did the four Jaws movies like in a row. And so I binge watched yeah, yeah. all four and remembered thinking that the first one is amazing. And the second one was kind of dumb because I only remember the ending, like how they kill the shark. <laughs> That's all I remember. Um, in the second one or the first? One? The second one. How they kill it? I, I've never seen any of the sequels. Okay, so the second one again, it's the, it's the same thing. Like it's the same characters, right? Brody is in it. Um, like Roy Schneider's in it. Um, Quinn. Uh, no, he's obviously not in that. <laughs> Damn, he <laughs> ain't gonna be in uh, Jaws two. Um, <laughs> uh, he's part of the chum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. So anyway, it's a new shark, right? And he comes, and it's again, it's the same island. Uh, only this one's way more involved with his kids, or whatever. Uh, and anyway, there's a scene. The, the way he ends up, the, the climax of the is the he's in a like a dinghy. Seriously, he's like in a little rowboat, and this thing, the shark is chasing him, and he's accidentally drops the anchor into the water, and the anchor can uh, hooks the power cable that powers like the lighthouse on that island over there. And when he pulls up the anchor, he's got the cable, the power cable, in his bare hands. And then the shark comes out of the water and he throws the power cable into the shark's mouth and the shark bites it and then electrocutes itself. Oh, that's dumb. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And then the third one was Jaws 3D, um, which was really <laughs> terrible. And I don't remember much of it other than it comes, like it, cr it crashes through like the underwater habitat that they built or something. Um, and then the fourth one is supposed to be Brody's son, and they kill it by basically spearing it with a boat. It's real dumb. So my point is only... Hey, isn't that uh, a Little Mermaid? It kind of is, actually, yeah. It's yeah. actually very similar to that. Um, what they do is they, they, tag, they, they make the shark either eat or they tag it with this like electric whatever and he hits a like a button and it sends a shock through the shark and it hurts the shark and for whatever reason when the shark riles in pain it literally comes out of the water and like Rah! like it hurts right because <laughs> that's what a shark would do is writhe in pain out of the water and out they, of the water right yeah. and they time it just right this is all spoilery but no one cares and it, it rises out of the water and that's when they stab it with the boat it's real <laughs> dumb so <laughs> my point nice. is if you're gonna watch a shark uh, movie only watch this one or deep blue sea <laughs> i think deep blue sea is actually worth watching um but yeah yeah that's a pretty good one that's on netflix too you know uh yeah that's the that's a that's a little more cgi shark and i think sam jackson gets uh, i think he gets uh, eaten. Uh, uh, uh. um <laughs> it's a it's a trope right you know the black guy's got to get eaten by something so um but before we talk about any of those other movies, we must talk about Jaws. Uh, Andrew, hopefully, has words to say about Jaws. When a gigantic great white shark begins to menace the small island community of Amity, a police chief, a marine scientist, and a grizzled fisherman set out to stop it. Yeah. Grizzled, huh? 
He okay. is grizzled. Grizzled. Yep. I guess that's a good definition or a good word to describe. It's a good description. I don't know if that's a. Is that a C seaworthy? Grizzled. Uh, Isn't there he, another way to call either crusty or barnacled? Well, um, the way that he describes it is. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) But I say grizzled. So yeah, no, grizzled is a good word for it. Um. Anyway, um. Uh, I'm 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 gonna stall. We're gonna chat a little while. Hopefully, we're gonna get corny in here before we do our kind of initial thoughts. But some of the things I want to mention, just hit on real quick. Uh, this movie marks a a a huge milestone in 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 um, Hollywood. Did either one of you know what that is by chance? If you didn't read the trivia, sorry, um, Skype just took a dump on you. I don't know what you said. Oh, I was saying that um, th- this movie holds a, a, a basically a record, a milestone, a, a monumental thing in Hollywood. And I was wondering if you guys kind of would like know what it is. Well, oh, I know yeah. it's, it's, it's a whale like, of a tail. Ah, <laughs> I uh, it, it was like the largest summer movie or something. It kicked off the summer movie craze. If yeah, I remember right. Yeah, this yeah this holds the distinction of being what you would consider the first summer blockbuster. Yeah, um, is that that it? Well, sort of. It is the okay. Andrew. Do you have any kind of guess? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, it it holds the distinction of being the first ever hundred million dollar movie, as oh. in it's how much it made. Um, oh, it made okay. Yeah, it made a hundred million dollars. Again, that's not inflated for the time. It made in nineteen seventy five with only showing on four hundred theaters a hundred million dollars. That's super wow. impressive. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, wow. yeah, this, this movie has great impact, not just on film and Hollywood, but also uh, in, in the world itself. I mean, um, that little island of Amity is um, in, oh, crap. It's um, that place. Shoot. Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Martha's Vineyard, yeah. Like, th- that place like quadrupled in popularity when they filmed there after this movie came out. And... You know, just like when the CSI TV shows came out, everyone was like, oh, I want to be a CSI person in college, you know, and then they found out that it's mostly just <laughs> dusting for prints. It's not like cool sciencey stuff. Um, so uh, all these people are like, hey, I want to be sharks. And so like there's a flood of shark majors now at the universities and stuff. So um, it, actually, it, believe it or not, I have a cousin. Um, who is a marine biologist that studied sharks. Cool. Believe it or not. I do yeah. believe it. That, that yep. sounds very cool. Um, it's a dirty freaking lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. I just did the inflation calculator. Mm-hmm. What, this movie was in 1975, right? Correct. Made $100 million then. Mm-hmm. If uh, the same amount today would be 447 Million. I guess that's fair. Yeah, four hundred forty-seven million. According to IMDb, as of nineteen, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. As of yeah, worldwide by nineteen seventy-five, 
it was uh, worldwide, it was 470 million. So it made okay, so almost food. half a billion in 1975. Yeah. Huh. It's crazy. And okay, so that's 2 billion. 2 billion 126 million. Gosh. 2, two billion. Yeah, I know. Wow. Do are, are movies making 2 billion? I know they've you know, we've got billion dollar movies now. Yeah, no, no again, forgetting I'm, inflation. Yeah. Um because like movies like I would bet movies like um The Wizard of Oz if you account yeah. for inflation would be I don't know if it's 2 billion, but it would be a lot because of what it was and it's been in theaters like five times. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we, we found five extra minutes of film. Let's re you know, whatever, re release it in the theater, you know. So Yeah. That's just that year. Yeah. This is not what Netflix is paying them. This is not oh, yeah. the Time Warner cable or whatever that, you know, they were always on. Yeah. You know, this is wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, crazy. It, it is crazy and it and 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 really fascinating um and what they did. So uh, it won three Oscars. Uh, this movie it was very, very highly. Um, it won um, best sound, best film editing, and best music, and then it was nominated for best picture. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, John Williams. Oh, I got some great trivia about this. The soundtrack. You're gonna love this stuff. <laughs> but you must wait. Um, all right. Well, let's just go ahead and do our initial thoughts while we hopefully. Sure. Um, well, yeah. how about this? Why don't you do? Uh, why don't you do some trivia? Uh, oh, we, you want to do some trivia now? We can go completely. Yeah, out of let's order? do some trivia and, and then we'll we'll dive on in because we can we can do trivia without corny. All right, that's fair. Uh, let me. That's okay. No, it's fine. Let me just scroll all the way past my notes, past the tropes, yeah. into the trivia. So yeah. it means I got to go past. So no, never mind. I don't care. Just, so let's go back to what we were going to do. Yeah, let's let's just do our what we think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll scroll all the way back up. No, wait, 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 wait. No, let's just do trivia. <laughs> Let, yeah, let's do trivia. <laughs> Listen, it's really hard to scroll up and down the script here. You know, like, I'm going to need you He's to make it. He's not using a Mac anymore. It's, oh, that's right. right. Yeah, this He's PC in a, is, a world of hurt. Yeah, this mm-hmm. PC mouse actually has a ball on it. So. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Not what the was it made in '93. No, 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 not the trackball, but like the the wheel, oh, okay. the the the, okay. the scroll wheel. But it's an actual wheel. <laughs> I'm used to my my Mac Mighty Mouse thing, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> I hate you. Um, uh, uh, all right, uh, <laughs> there's got to be some good stuff on this because I know that that it was like the worst like movie making experience ever for poor Spielberg yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of that uh, there's a lot of that trivia I didn't put down a lot of it just because it kind of got repetitive of basically yeah um, this sucked this was this didn't work this yeah. sank this did the, yeah yeah like the boat that they made for the production was not seaworthy and the boat that they made <laughs> to sink was um, <laughs> in fact they sank the boat that they didn't mean to sink. So, like, they had stuff like that. The, the film crew actually threatened to strike and walk off set. Um, oh, wow. Um, the, uh, the, the actors, um, uh, they played Quint and, um, what's his name? Um, crap, I forgot. Uh, he's great. Richard Dreyfus legitimately did yeah. not like each other. Like, really? Robert Shaw and Dreyfus, like, legitimately don't like each other. 
and it kind of helped the, the them acting is because they're basically arguing in real life. Um, <laughs> Sh- uh, Shaw was known to be an alcoholic, and so after one, dr- so he would try to like he actually tried to act drunk because that's how his character <laughs> would be. Well, he would forget lines and get you know belligerent. Um, and one of these, um, uh, one of the things that was really great, I'm trying to remember if I wrote this one down or not. I don't remember. Um, no, anyway, the, 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 the monologue that he does about the USS, uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Yeah. He, he, he screwed it up like 10 or 15 times and wasted basically a whole afternoon of film because he was drunk and yelling at everyone. And he felt he when he sobered up that night, he felt so bad about it. He called Spielberg on the phone. It's like, look, I screwed up. I thought I could do it with alcohol and we would make the scene better. Let me can we go to do it tomorrow and we'll do it. That scene we saw on film, he did in one take. Wow. He did it. He said they did the one take and then Spielberg was like, perfect. Cut, print, check the gate, moving on. So well, that's kind of like us tonight after our first take. Yeah, we always do everything one take. Or you mean the belligerent part? The, the belligerent part. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the trying to do it drunk and then having to sober up overnight. Right. And it's, it's a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. I'm, you know. Yeah, we're all kind of screwed up. Um, no, so like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember some other trip before I actually read the ones that I that I wrote down because there was some other really good stuff. Like, um, they you know the nickname for the shark was Bruce. Which is why the shark in mm-hmm. Finding Nemo is called Bruce, because it's an homage Yellow to Knight. that. Name's Bruce. Yeah, and it was Spielberg's lawyer, if I yeah. remember right. Yeah. Um, the the shark itself only has four minutes of uh, screen time, <laughs> which is great because he's so good at that. Like, he's so good at building a world, yeah, in which these things exist, and yet you barely see them, and they're terrifying. How many minutes? Four minutes? Like four or five minutes of screen time. Yeah. yeah. He, did the, he did kind of the same thing with Jurassic Park as well. Yeah. I and I was, it. yeah. Um, yeah. The shark has four minutes of screen time. That's something I wrote down. Um, because, yeah, exactly. Like Jurassic Park, there's like 17 minutes of sharks in the whole movie or something like that. Um, I mean, I mean, dinosaurs, not sharks, but dinosaurs um, <laughs> in the movie. There's very little Oh, there was of kind of a shark in uh, World. Jurassic World. World, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Don't don't mess with that thing. Um, Which is why they were feeding him great whites was kind of an homage. Really? I, yeah. No. Oh, okay. If you say so, I believe you. I have no idea. Um, all right. So some of the stuff that I wrote down was when it was initially released in the summer of '75, over 67 million Americans went to see the movie, making it the first summer blockbuster. Um. And an accident during filming caused the orca to begin sinking. Spielberg began... I only wrote this one down because because of me. Um, <laughs> or, or for me, I should say. Uh, Spielberg began screaming over a bullhorn for the nearby safety boats to rescue the actors. John Car- Carter, uh, <laughs> already up to his knees in water on the sinking orca, held his Nagra, which is a, a very expensive tape recorder that they used during the time, over his head and screamed, F the actors, save the sound equipment. During the accident, the film camera was submerged, so its film, still submerged in seawater, was flown to a New York lab where technicians were able to save the film. The accident was described starting at around an hour 30.07 
in the making of Jaws on the 30th anniversary of the vision. So about an hour and a half into the movie, there's a moment, there's a couple minutes of film that was at one point underwater, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, did you guys notice the uh, shooting star during the scene when uh, Brody and uh, yeah. Hopper, Hooper are outside on the deck and there was a little shooting star that went through the screen? I saw two of them. Um, Say that. Then again, so they're they're, they're outside. Know, it's know. at night, right? It's kind of duskish. Yeah. It's after the first day of fighting, and they're kind of like relaxing on the deck, um, yeah. and they're just chatting or whatever. Um, I think it's kind of what's happening. There's a, a over the if you, from right to left, a shooting star shoots across the sky. Totally real. Totally wow. natural. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I noticed it the first time I saw it. I thought, oh, is that a? What the heck was that? Like I thought it was like like an error in the film. Like in the transfer, huh. I mean, from from um, to Netflix, and so I, I, re- yeah. I went back and watched it again, and then I was looking for it in the trivia, and sure enough, it was an actual uh, thing, which is kind of cool. Um, oh yeah, I have to check that because I've I've now seen it twice, and I didn't see that either time. Yeah, it's where Brody is loading his revolver. That's what it is. Uh, um, okay. uh, Arthur Peter Benchley. This is the guy that wrote the book that the movie is based on was thrown off set after objecting to the climax. Uh, I think that's kind of crazy. Um, I don't think I wrote this Just one like down. Just like Sean's first girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> was she thrown off set or was I? Oh, the climax. Okay, I'm with you there. Okay. <laughs> wow. She said, really, that's it? And she threw me out. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yes, you know it happens. Performance issues. Every one in five. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's my Avengers. boom under the horse. Boom. What? Oh, weird. <laughs> um, uh, there was another really good one. So Spielberg was actually not the first director on this movie. They had another guy, and when he was doing his pitch to the author and then the producers, he wanted basically to do a retelling of Moby Dick. And he kept calling it the whale, and they fired him because he didn't know the difference between a whale and a shark. Oh, God. I know, right? That's pretty funny. Uh, Sam, I wrote this one for you. Spielberg always considered Jurassic Park to be a sequel to Jaws, but on land. People saw differences, though, where the latter focuses on character development as much as on its creature. The former only used the dinosaurs to sell the film and not the characters. So... I don't know who wrote that okay. trivia, but it's someone that didn't really like Jurassic Park. Um, Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got a little grudge against Jurassic Park. I don't know why. It's a little, uh, little more opinionated than, than, than fact-filled there. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think both films are great, and they have their place yeah. in movie history. I think personally, Sam, this is nothing against you, I think I Jaws is a better kind of movie for the genre. Kind of the horror kind of genre. Yeah. Um, I don't think Jurassic Park is horror, though a lot of people consider it. I just think it's kind of a cool sci-fi action-y film. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. You know, like Alien, the first one, is a horror film. Aliens yeah. is not a horror film. It is a violent sci-fi actioner, you know? Yep. Um, I don't know, because, like, I, and I guess my, my, my thinking is that, like, I don't know. I just never... Well, we talked about Jurassic Park because uh, we obviously did it for the show, but you know, I don't, I don't think they're they're, they're two different types of movies. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, which is good. Um, Roy Schneider was trapped in the sinking orca. When Roy Schneider was trapped in the sinking orca, it took 75 takes to get the shot right. 75. Mm. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, just got a text from Corny. This is live. Um, uh, Corny just sent me a text and said, finished without me. I just dozed off at the stoplight. Um, so he's obviously <laughs> extremely tired after a long day. So we will not have Corny tonight. Um, so okay. I, hopefully he's safe. That's what matters. As long as he gets home safe. Yes. Um, well, and he generally doesn't like swimming in the ocean. So this is not up his, his cup of tea. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean. Um, is that a racist joke? I <laughs> no, I don't think it was supposed to be. <laughs> I just I think I've heard him say he didn't like swimming in the ocean. Before. Well, he 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 actually has said that to me before. Um, yeah. When I was when we were getting ready to celebrate my thirtieth birthday, we had uh, my wife and I had talked about doing a like a cruise, like a weekender cruise, getting a bunch of friends together, and we asked him, and he was like, "Hell no, bunch of people on a boat in the middle of the ocean. What's wrong with you?" So. <laughs> He said some other colorful metaphors in there. I'm not going to repeat, but you know, basically yeah. he would not do that. So anyway, we will soldier on without him. So let me finish trivia, yeah. and then we'll circle back to our initial thoughts, you know, the beginning of the show. Where I wanted to start in the first place. Shut up. Um, <laughs> it took 75 takes to get the shot right. Schneider did not trust the special effects teams to rescue him in case of emergencies, so he hid axes and hatchets all around the cabin just in case. So he could, like, break through the boards if he needed to. That's pretty great. Oh, um, this is interesting, and I'm super glad this wasn't in the movie. In the original novel, Hooper was has an affair with Brody's wife and is killed by the shark in the cage at the end. However, because the relationship between Brody's wife and Hooper was considered by many to be irrelevant to the plot, which it would have been, and arbitrarily included in the novel just to quote-unquote sex it up, it was omitted from the film script, and Hooper was allowed to survive. So, there you go. Huh. Um, and there's actually another part of the trivia that goes with that. Part of the other reason why he was allowed to survive is they were going to film his death. Because um, if you remember from the movie, there is a scene where an actual great white is attacking the cage. That's a mm -hmm. real shark. Um, and they went to California or whatever. They had a, you know, they, they had, it was a captive shark. Um, and they put, you know, chum and crap, whatever, all over the cage. But it had a dummy scuba person that was supposed to be Hooper. And they couldn't get the shark to attack the dummy. <laughs> and so when they, the shark finally got pissed off enough to attack the cage, the dummy had fallen out. So <laughs> literally because of that, that's why Hooper lives. Is because they couldn't get the shot right. So... So he, he was he was originally intended to die then. Yeah, like they had he had filmed Spielberg had filmed it kind of a just in case moment, um, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, you know, and you, you actors directors do that. You you film scenes that you know or probably never make it, but you just do it anyway. So we're gonna rewind uh, thirty minutes of this <laughs> show and say, Andrew, your initial thoughts, sir. All right. Well, as I. Said uh, initially here, I had only seen bits and pieces of this up until uh, yesterday when I watched it, and I 
sat down and watched the whole thing all the way through. And, um, you know, it, I guess because I had seen bits and pieces of it and I had, I kind of knew how the shark <laughs> bit Work. the dust in the end or <laughs> bit it in the end. Um, I, it wasn't, there was no suspense for me. Uh, and I think had, even had I not seen it, I think that it's such an older movie and, and everybody kind of knows about it. Um, and, you know, I had been on the ride and was at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I <clears throat> knew the background, but there was no suspense. And judging this movie, kind of not really judging or comparing, but as far as horror movies go, uh, The Exorcist... And this one don't compare in my mind at all. Mm-hmm. Um, this just wasn't very frightening to me. Uh, now the thought of me actually being in the water—that's a different story. I don't—I don't do the ocean. I don't swim in places where I can't see the bottom. Uh, <laughs> Thank plus, you. When I take my Thank shirt you. Off in public. Sam gives me such get grief. Violently for that. sick. What I'm, was that, Sean? I'm the same way about the freaking ocean, and you gave me grief for weeks about it. And Andrew yeah, says and it, and you're just like, nah, yeah, it seems reasonable. <laughs> well, it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's Andrew. I'm, exactly. you know, yeah. <laughs> Sean, you're just unreasonable. Your, your face is unreasonable. <laughs> um, but as far as the movie goes itself, I mean, I did enjoy watching it, except for. The parts with Quint, which I did not understand at all. <laughs> I literally had to go back and watch a second time, then go back a third time with the uh, captions turned on so I could understand what he was saying. <laughs> and to be quite honest, even then, I still missed the point of what he was saying. Uh, and I felt like it was kind of just added in there to give him something extra extra to say. It didn't add anything to the story. Um, other than well, the fact that he, you know, he, here's my big has question. little background with, with sharks on that is, um, a lot of these seventies movies have talking for talking sake. I, I mentioned it before. I can't remember if I told you guys in the group or whatever, but it's like, you know, they were just standing around mummering. They were, you know, it was just odd conversations like, uh, the doc scene when the doctor gets to the doc or the, the shark guy gets to the dock and everybody's there taking pictures of the shark. And it's just a whole bunch of people talking at once. It's just a weird, you don't see that in movies much anymore. No, I kind of wonder if that, if those scenes are almost improvised scenes, you know, where the director says, all right, guys, just, just talk about stuff. Here's some, here's some talking points. Uh, talk about it. How would you naturally, naturally, um, respond to this incident, go. And I feel like that's, that. I mean, maybe that's completely wrong. Maybe all of it's scripted completely 100%, but uh, I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would doubt, actually, that, that's, that most of that is scripted. I would bet you're right, that Spielberg's like, all right, so this is what we're going to call, uh, you know, we're, we're interrupting a conversation, so just talk about... These things like that woman is like, I don't think that's very funny, and just things like that. Like you, there's a lot of talking over each other too. Yeah. Um, and as a sound guy, one who's worked on film, I hated that. 
because it's hard to understand, you know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, our, our brains have a hard time distinguishing multiple things like that. And, I mean, there's there's a reason why when you're like in a big crowd, you know, you huddle into small groups so that you can hear just single conversations, you know. So that, that kind of stuff is annoying. But you're right. I think it's a, a thing of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and there's a lot of that weird quick editing happening that I noticed mm-hmm. from The Exorcist also. Mm-hmm. You know, like we as soon yeah. as as soon as they finish the line that needs to be delivered, boom, we're on to the next scene. You know, there was like like movies t- today. There's a lot of these. They get finished talking, and then the camera shows you the sunset, and then we flip to the next scene where we have an establishing shot of whatever, and then we get into it. There's a lot of that happening now. I don't know if it's lazy or or what it is. Just that's what we're used to now. So when I go back and watch movies in the '70s. There's a lot of that, and it it's, it feels to me, to my growing up in the '90s as I did, you know, brain. It feels awkward, but and w- it feels like wasted time sometimes. Yeah. So, but it's it's whatever. You know, it's 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 of the yeah. time period, so it doesn't bother me. It's just I notice it more. You know. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Even though that's like we said of the time period, and and even before that time, that happened in movies. Do you feel like that's more realistic, uh, and and less of what we have today? Um, you know, we even when we record our show, you know, we talk over each other occasionally, just trying to get points across. Yeah. And when we're in groups uh, or in a meeting or or whatever, you don't allow some. Not always. You don't always allow someone to finish or a presidential their debate thought. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like it's partially just a Hollywood uh, trend, or not trend, I don't know the word I'm, I'm looking for, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's just Hollywood trying to make these movies to where we understand everything that every actor is saying, and there's not a lot of... And even when there is a lot of commotion and and chaos or groups talking, they have edited it down so that we hear the main actor's dialogue yeah. and not the background sound. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I think it simply comes down to money. You know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm paying Channing Tatum seven million dollars to do a stupid G.I. Joe movie. So you background actors are gonna be the hell quiet so we can know what he's saying and then we'll add in background noise later. Um yeah. And and so but again in 1975 you, you, you couldn't do that. And I don't, I don't think I mean I guess you could you could fake noise. That's certainly not hard to do, but I think it was just probably just easier to do it the way they did it and and it didn't it, it, it didn't bother me. It was just it was whatever. It's fine. Um Yeah. Were you were you done with your thing? Because Yeah. I, <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's fine. I know we yeah. went off on that tangent, but oh, hey, speaking yeah. of talking over people, sorry about that, Andrew. That's okay. No, that's fine. It was a good tangent. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, Skype is just okay. awful tonight because you both, like in your little weird apology you just did to each other, you're like you're like you sound both like robots right now. It's really freaking me out. Anyway, sorry. Um, and uh, Sam. Yes. Your initial thoughts, sir. Oh, oh, okay. Um. <laughs> did you forget what we were doing here? I know it's weird because it was <laughs> we're we're forty five minutes into the show and we hadn't even done that part yet. Yeah, um, I I grew up in Florida, 
Florida. I grew up, you know, 45 minutes from the beach on either side, the Gulf and the, and the Atlantic. And, and I, I have no fear of the water. Um, going in doesn't bother me. I like to go out as deep as possible where I can kind of still touch and, and kind of jump over the waves. Um, and the first time I saw Jaws, it was a while ago. And it, it never, it, I'm kind of with you, Andrew, where it never really freaked me out in ter- terms of scariness factor. Um, there's a few jump scares, the, the, the head popping out of the, 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 what do you call it? The view into the boat when he's diving. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then of course the second jump scare, uh, the shark jumping out while he's chumming, um, kind of got me, but I was never really horrified in the movie. Um, there's been other horror movies, you know, I was more horrified in the exorcist the first time I saw it than I was jaws either of these times I've seen it. Um, but I still enjoy it. It's a neat little, uh, uh, if you uh, may allow me to say, sea shanty <laughs> of a uh, tale of, um, of you know this this idea. The mayor and his his outfits were just just, just I don't know. Do people really dress like that? I guess I'm sure they did back in Maybe 1975. In yeah, yeah. I, I loved um, his boat anchor and, coat. I want that. <laughs> but I, you know, it's it takes a while to get where it wants to go. And Spielberg in a lot of his early movies did that a lot. You know, if you think of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, yeah. it took a while for anything to happen in that movie. And um, it kind of does the same thing. And, you know, it was funny. I was watching and they got to where the, all three of them are on the boat. And I'm like, good Lord, you know, this is a two-hour movie and there's, what, an hour left? I didn't realize how much time was it was devoted to them, th- those three on the boat and chasing the shark. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the second time watching it, you, know, you kind of have to start thinking about all the technical details that they had to deal with. They, you know, they didn't have these really nice underwater camera rigs, you know, waterproof stuff, um, stabilizers. Uh, you know, like you said, Sean, the sound equipment was was basically hitting record on tape um, there. And uh, I thought for what they had and what came out of it. Spielberg did one heck of a job and there's no wonder he's one of the, the masters in Hollywood because, uh, you know, he got a pretty darn good product out of a pretty horrible situation. Well, he has even gone on record and said that his biggest mistake was thinking that he could conquer the elements. That, yeah. That yeah. he was better than nature. Well, nature kicked his ass a couple times and, <laughs> and frankly, he said, we should have just filmed that there's a giant um, kind of water tank in northern Hollywood that they do all these movies on. Like they did a lot of Waterworld. Yeah. Hell, they filmed. Um, okay, if you Truman Joe. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I guess probably. Yeah, I mean that actual water scene they probably did. Um, yeah. But if this pisses you off, I don't really care. But they filmed a lot of an inconvenient truth in that water tank. Okay, so <laughs> just just saying. Um, but anyway, oh, poor polar bear. Yeah, that was, what does matter? I'm not going to, not going to go there. Uh, um, so, uh, so yeah, that was one of his big things was like, yeah, the, we should have done it in a tank because it was so hard on the crew and, um, like the salt water kept screwing up with the Bruce, the sharks and, um, a lot of that kind of stuff. So to, to your, to, to your point, Sam. Yeah. I mean, 
the the final product is amazing and then you take into account gosh like they're the crew is on the boat with them and they are in the Atlantic you know they're yeah. not in the safety of a water tank they are literally in the ocean and they had to sail out far enough so that the cameras wouldn't accidentally see land um, yeah. because uh, Spielberg wanted the cast uh, not the cast but the audience to feel um uh, to feel, yeah, stranded and disconnected, you know, because he didn't want it to go, oh, if we're in danger, we could just walk to the land. Like, you know, you're out there with the shark. And so he wanted yeah. people to, to sense that fear. Um, sorry, I just chimed in there, Sam. Um, or you were still. No, I'm, I'm pretty much, yeah, I'm pretty much done. Okay. And um, it was a pretty good flick. However, um, it takes a while to get there. Okay. Um, yep. My turn. Well, actually, I'll, no. I'll give you what... Uh, shut up. I'm going to give you what Corny sent me. Um, and From Corny's words, Jaws was iconic, and it gave us some awesome one-liners. It also taught me to stop fearing animals because there's always a way to kill it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so... Unless I get you first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so... Uh, I, my initial thoughts are this. I think this movie totally holds up 100%. I, I thought it was great. Um, it probably has been 10 to 15 years since I watched it all the way through. I think the first time I watched it all the way through was with my parents, and that movie affected them way more than it did probably us because yeah. they saw it in the theater, and my mom at the time was living... Where was she in 75? She was at uh, she was at East Carolina. So she said after that summer, she didn't go to the ocean for probably two years after this movie came out. Because oh, wow. it, it just freaked her out. Um, so, and I remember that. I remember her telling me that. Um, so I, um, the, is this movie the reason why I don't like to really go in the ocean much? No. Um, no, I, my own personal yeah. reasons and experiences, the reasons because you're wimpy. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. um, whatever. But yeah. a, a good friend of mine from, uh, um, once told me I will never get eaten by a shark because I don't go into his kitchen. The only way I'm going to get eaten by a shark is if he comes into my kitchen because I'm not going into his, that's what she says. So I'm, I'm, I'm with her on that. I'm, I'm good with that. So, but you wouldn't even eat shark because you don't eat fish. Well, you're right. I don't, I don't eat seafood. Yep. So, yep. Strange, um, strange man. Uh, well, that's fine. I mean, we all have yeah. our differences. We all have our things that make us unique. Yeah. Each unique little snowflake. Some are just more sane than others. More sane, once again, says the guy yeah. who threatened to light me on fire. Um, on a podcast. On a podcast. That is yeah. forever in the internet. Interwebs. Uh, interwebs on the internet that Al Gore so made. If you should ever find yourself on fire, you'd be like, you know what? I bet you Sam did this. <laughs> Those would be my <laughs> final thoughts as I'm burning to death. Not screaming, somebody put me out. It's going to be, be a uh, contemplative hmm. yep, that's, pause. Somehow Sam triggered this uh, yeah, gas leak in my yeah, car. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I really love the movie. Uh, the soundtrack that John Williams did is flipping awesome. And I forgot to read yes. that part of the trivia. Crap. I just realized it. Um, there, this is the best piece of trivia ever that 
I mean, I think this is amazing. Now, again, we are four years before Star Wars, right? So John Williams yep. was not a known commodity. He was coming up. You know, he had made a couple movies at this point. And Just people, like Spielberg. Yeah, and was starting to, people were kind of noticing him. Um, and there is kind of a funny trivia. When he was um, given the Oscar for Best Soundtrack, he was actually conducting the orchestra for <laughs> the Oscars. And he had to, like, stop conducting, walk up on stage, accept the award, go back down to the pit, and then continue conducting, which is brilliant. I love that. Um, <clears throat> and interesting that they didn't have a backup plan in case he won. But anyway, like, couldn't the one guy just stand up and cue? Anyway. Um but here's a trivia that, that I think is just f- wonderful. When the composer John Williams originally played the score for Spielberg, Spielberg laughed at him and said, that's funny, John, really, but what did you really have in mind for the theme of Jaws? Spielberg <laughs> later stated that without Williams' score, the movie would have only been half as successful, according to Williams. It jump-started his career. So Williams basically said, hey, you're going to have to trust me on this. This is, this is what's going to This is going to work. And good job, Williams. Um, Absolutely. That's just fantastic. Anyway. Um, yeah, could you imagine? I mean, a- any other theme. I can't imagine any other theme would work. Who would have thought just a minor second yeah. would, uh, would change him as a, as a composer and, yeah, and change, really change uh, movie music? All together, right? Well, yep. well, yeah, you're right. Um, now, I would argue, and will argue, that his Star Wars score is more iconic than this one, oh, Be- yeah. because th- these types of movies, Jaws, horror films, and things like that, still used orchestrated scores, but sci-fi was not doing that in that time of era. I mean, Flash Gordon and other. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, wait, hold on. Uh, I, I didn't mean to make crap. Where is it? <laughs> Shoot. Damn it. This is a... Uh. <laughs> oh, I've lost a, the gag. Anyway, um, so yeah, people weren't... They weren't doing film scores, so that's why I think that what he did for for Star Wars was better. But, my, my, but that doesn't mean that this wasn't still amazing and i had forgotten that there's so much score that's not just bottom Mm -hmm. you know like there's there's like some really fun kind of almost you know like sea faring beautiful like it's more than just the two note um you know scary music you know like there's some other really really stuff uh you mean flash Ah, there you go. Um, <laughs> sorry, it took me. A I was while wondering time. what you were going for. On yeah, that. it was the the very last uh, tune or uh, thing, of my, a clip in my soundboard. Um, oh, I thought you were asking Chad why things were so different now. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I guess I could ask Chad <laughs> um, if I can get my uh, keyboard to work here. Um, it was a different time. Oh, thanks. Dude. Yeah, there he is. Um, and Andrew did not. Then I would have hated, would have hated, have hated, have hated it. But 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 but, but, but he didn't. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um. Technology, love yeah, it. It's great. So, I, I just I liked the the movie a lot. Um. I, 
Sam and I have gone many of arguments about this type of thing where you say, actually, it's not you, Sam. It's actually somebody else I've argued with. I get you guys confused sometimes because you both make dumb arguments. Um, what? <laughs> um, it's only dumb because you're losing. No, I'm, I'm not losing this one. Um, just I'm, what movie did we watch recently? Um, honey, Exorcist? Uh, no, before that, we watched crap. Avengers? I got babysitting? Uh, oh, boy. Oh boy! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Some of all fears. Batman vs. Final Girl. Lethal Weapon Four. Jurassic Park. No, for many. Contact, contact. That's what it was. Oh yeah. This oh, other guy's okay. name is Mike. Um, he I think occasionally listens to the show. So if you listen to this episode, Mike, hey buddy, and you can suck yeah. it. Um, he hated Contact because to him Contact was long and boring, and it was a two and a half hour point just to get her to meet Dad on the beach. He hated Contact because to him it was slow. So, okay. Um, so that was my point to you, Sam, is that you said it took a long time for things to happen. I liked yeah, the build, but it's up. character development. I never, yeah. I you know, I never said it was a bad thing, but yeah. it just takes time. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that I, I'm saying to, to me, I liked it. I liked the build up. I like watching Brody. Yeah. Kind of this landlubber fish out of water, pun intended, um, trying to, which is a trope. Um, but he's us. He's our. He's the audience, right? Um, yeah. He's he's in this weird place where, you know, everyone walks around with their shirt off and they have weird accents and the mayor is weird and whatever. So, so I liked all of that. All the tropiness of the town, that the town is one hundred percent dependent on, um, the the income of 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 you know visitors and and whatever and. You know, it's this tight knit community where everyone knows everyone, and people can just walk up to the sheriff and just say whatever the hell they want to him. And you know, like guy comes up while they're while he's on the beach trying to do his job with no shirt on, and he's like, "Hey, there's somebody parking outside my heart." You know, just I, I know that small town. I liked all that stuff. Um, I the the this movie did things that was I think kind of daring. Like they killed a child in this movie. Like that never happens, yeah. you know. You don't you don't yeah. kill children in movies because and, and a dog and a dog. Like, my gosh. Yeah. So <clears throat> that I thought for you know twenty eight year old Spielberg, Spielberg that did you know, that remastered E. T. and put uh, radios instead of guns would not have done that. He's apologized for that, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> that was. When he was caught up in the, the weird George Lucas time, you know, uh, George just changing Star Wars, making it tamer. And and he, he also sort of said mess. when he did it, he said his reason was because his, his kids were now old enough to watch the movie and he was afraid the guns would seem a little aggressive and scary. Now, <laughs> granted, like they originally had like assault weapons and things like that. So I kind of get how that might be a little... <clears throat> whatever, but excuse me, sorry. Um, but um, you know, I thought it was more scary when they were in the the bio suit thing and they had Elliot and the you know ET all absolutely. Up. That was more scary than weapons. Um, yep. but anyway, whatever. ET is a Jedi. That's all we need to know. Um, hey, um, uh, uh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, I uh, had a had a joke, but I forgot what it was. Oh. 
E.T. was a Jedi? Is that, that, not, is that not the joke? Uh, no, no, never mind. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no, okay, fine. Um, so, uh, that, so my initial thoughts is that I loved it. I loved the movie. I really did. I thought it was great. I think it holds yeah. up, and it's great. And now I'm going to go through some of my notes. Um, like, I'm so used to North Carolina beaches. Now, Sam, you grew up in Florida, so you've, yep. you've, you've seen Florida beaches. I have... Yes. Only swam in either North or South Carolina beaches, which are basically the same thing. And then a couple times um, or once on my honeymoon, we, we swam off St. Martin, which is very okay. different. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, career, you know. The, 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 the Atlantic side is not much different than the, the North Carolina beaches of Florida. Uh, okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. if, um, because like, like with North Carolina, you go out about 300 feet and then it just drops. It just goes down to the Atlantic shelf, whatever you want yeah. to call it, and then it's whatever. Whereas like the you know the Caribbean, it's like super shallow water. You walk out you know 300 feet from the water and it's like 40 feet deep. Um, yeah. So what, that's kind of what this reminded me of, is that you know it seemed like. Even when they were out fighting the shark, it only ever felt like they were ever like thirty or forty feet deep. Um, but that yeah. was like mm-hmm. the, those were like the calmest beaches ever. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like <laughs> that, a that it, was more of the Gulf. Yeah, the Gulf side is incredibly calm. Right. Yeah. In ter- um, terms of waves and people being able to just kind of hang around. Yeah, but they were they filmed that in Man- uh, Massachusetts, so that's clearly where they yeah. were. Uh, so it just. Uh, it just seems strange to me. Um, again, just not used to it, just because I'm, you know, from down here. Um, what? I'm uh, scared. Uh, well, you know, whatever. Um, in fact, the last time we went to the beach, I, we, uh, Declan, my son, and I went into the water, and he, uh, he actually didn't want to go in the ocean. I was like pulling him to get into the water, and he only wanted Gosh. to play in the sand. He did. He wanted well. No- uh, it, with full honesty, the last. Uh, was it a year ago I went to the beach um, here in North Carolina and I, I felt awkward in the water only because there were so many freaking shark attacks mm-hmm. that were happening during that summer that, it, you know, it finally made me self-conscious of where I was yeah. in the water. But I mean, I'm still out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I'd still dive underwater and grab Kimberly's legs and she'd scream bloody murder and, yeah. you know, threaten to kill me. Yeah. As she so. should. Um, yeah. Nails on a chalkboard bit. I thought that was uh, whatever. Um, that was kind of dumb. Yeah, I thought it was kind of dumb too. I, does that work? I don't know. I don't. I mean, who knows? We all have dry erase boards now. So um, I had I had boards when I first started, and it eh, you have to do it just right. You can't you can't do all five fingers. No, yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Interesting. We do have focus on one or two. It's actually interesting. Chalkboards are making a big comeback in colleges now. Um, really? Yeah. For something like um, for for professors that actually have to write on boards a lot, who don't yeah. want to just use projectors and slides and stuff, they actually like are like doing mostly like sciences and your maths. You know, um, your STEM, I guess. Um, they like chalk. They like the way it. Um, for whatever reason, it, it cleans better. Or whatever. It's weird. I don't know. Like a lot of our new, we have two, I say we, I don't work for them anymore, but at <laughs> Charlotte, a lot, two of the newest buildings have chalkboards. It's really interesting. Oh. And they're big, like you would see in, um, 
Uh, what movie did we watch? Goodwill um, Hunting. Yeah, just like Goodwill Hunting. Huge chalkboards that that roll, you know. So like, you take. Oh, cool. oh I wrote a bunch of stuff on this one. Now I want to roll on the other one. So then you you slide it up, and the other one kind of comes down. They're like on a counterbalancing lever system. It's like that. It's very cool. Anyway, um, brand uh-huh. new building though, like three years, four or five years old new uh, building. So, um, anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, what? I get, oh, so grieving mother, okay? This scene kind of bothered me, right? The kid dies. She's pissed. I get it. She comes up, and yep. she's in her black and whatever, and everyone just kind of stands around, and she slaps Brody. And in, <laughs> and, in, when I, and she's sitting there, and she's like, she's saying the things that we as the audience are saying to the TV. She says, you knew, and you did nothing. But she's saying it to the wrong person. The uh-huh. mayor is standing next to him. She should be slapping the shit out of that guy. Um, yeah. <clears throat> because the chief of police still has to answer to the government, the local government. You know, like the chief of Charlotte can't just do whatever he wants. He still needs the approval of the mayor and the city council and things like that. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, people, for my coughing things. I don't know what's happening. I'm dying. Um, okay, hey, Hillary. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so she slaps him, which was funny because in the trivia, like she was afraid she didn't want to hit him and she couldn't, they couldn't fake the slap to make it look real. So, the scene you see is her actually slapping him. And the first take, she, when they're like, just slap him, it knocked his glasses off and it became, and they all started laughing. So, anyway, um, I don't know. I just kind of, again, I understand that she's pissed, but. I, I, she should have. That should have been directed at the mayor. But the reason why it's not is because we hate the mayor. He's a douche, and he doesn't really get his until the towards the end of the land part of the movie, when he realizes that he screwed up and that his kids could have been the one out there on the boat that almost got, you know like that guy that you know got his leg bit off or whatever. So yeah. when when the mayor has his breakdown then you kind of feel sympathetic for him kind of you know so there are very few likable people in this movie truth be told <laughs> um <clears throat> well i mean the sheriff is pretty much the only one yeah the sheriff right? uh, you like him and you like um uh mr holland's opus and well even richard dreyfus was kind of full of himself a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah, he's the smart college kid, but I I got frustrated so much at Quint for doing the thing that we now in America hate, but do it all the time, is we um mock um knowledge. I don't know why mm-hmm. we do that as a, yeah. as a culture, but and it's it's starting to stop, I think a little bit, but you know, you see so many people like Oh, look at you over there. You know, you know it all. Like, yeah, yeah. Make fun of me for going to college, dude. Sure. So, well, Quint's not half the man he used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, uh, he did, Spielberg did, uh, do a lot of, um, cool underwater POV stuff. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, Filming underwater would probably with those film cameras would have been probably pretty awful because those cameras are heavy as hell. Um, yeah, it's a good thing the guys with the guns waited until the quote unquote shark decided to surface instead of just shooting it like most people would. 
<laughs> you know, like when they had the fake the fake one, the they kids, would have been yeah. unloading their ammunition into the water. Because why would you think it was kids? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, um, they guess the film didn't need to have another horrible scene happen, but... Um, I think if they did it today, that might actually make it into the film. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, who knows? And then that's what triggers the shark attack is the blood in the water because they nicked a kid or something, <laughs> you know? Make it even worse. It's horrible. I know. Uh, uh, I, wrote, I wrote LOL foreshadowing. They talk about how the tank could blow up and that sharks will eat anything. Um, if Chad were here, uh, may he rest in peace. Um, he is a <laughs> certified scuba diver and would tell you that those tanks not only won't blow up, but the worst that could happen is if you break the valve, it would just shoot around like a missile, but they wouldn't blow up. Like in Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji. They do that in Jumanji? Yeah. I don't remember an air tank in Jumanji. They were in the... Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, the sporting goods store. Yeah, and he yeah. used it as a, like a weapon against uh, the old against British the, the, man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can't. I need Andrew to do the, the British, old British man. Did you... Were you... Were, belt. Yeah, were you with us on that one? I can't remember. Uh, I was not. Okay. You, you were not born yet amongst us? No, I wasn't. Um, I'm trying to remember when we did Jumanji. I can't remember. It was when... Uh, it was really sad. Yeah, episode 31. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. It was, wow, it's it was 100 a while. episodes Good. ago. Jeez. <laughs> so think about it this way. Over 100 episodes have come and gone since Robin Williams left us. That's, that, That's sad. It really is sad wow. to put it in that kind of terms. Um, darn. All right. Now, now I'm all depressed. Um, his, I liked... Uh, no, oh, he, was, he was still with us when we did uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, is that Dad? one? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Will uh, John, um, Robin Williams. That's right. Goodwill. Oh, yeah. Not Goodwill Hunting. Good Morning Vietnam was the one we did for Robin Williams. Jumanji was for James Horner. When James Horner passed away, he did the score for Jumanji. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Are you guys just saying yes because it sounds right? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's not in my notes here, so whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry. Going back looking at notes from over previous movies is actually pretty funny. Um, I'll do that on my own time. It's good radio. Yes. Uh, World War II story was great. Oh yeah. Guys bonding over booze and scars. I didn't get it until the trivia, but you know, when Brody lifts up his shirt and kind of looks down at his scar. Yeah. Do you, do you guys get what was happening? No. That like from an appendix surgery? Yeah. So like he's kind of looking woefully at his like all I got is an appendix surgery. Had an appendectomy. When when I first saw it, the not first time when I saw it this time, I uh -huh. thought, oh well, he's talked about several times being a New York cop and the the streets aren't safe and like all these things. So like here are these two bozos talking about getting scraped by sharks and eels and stuff. And here he has like a gunshot wound, which is what I thought it was, <laughs> you know, like a yeah. completely different out of world kind of out of their world kind of violence. Right. And <clears throat> you know, they're, and so he's, he's a, this gunshot wound. And then it turns out that it's 
No, it's just an appendectomy. I, I like my version better, so that's what I'm going to pretend. <laughs> you know, um, Cage was clearly a bad idea. Uh, Quint was a douche, but damn, what a terrible way to go. So, whatever. All right. um, <clears throat> those are my notes. You ready for some clips? Let's do it. Here we go. They're in the yard, not too far from the car. Ugh, Boston accents. Uh, in fact, my parents quote that still today whenever they hear uh-huh. anyone with a Boston accent. That's what they always yep. say. They usually say park the car in the yard, but yeah, it's the same thing. Um, Sam, this is your middle name. Some bad hat, Harry. There you go. <laughs> um, I like that. Some bad hat, Harry. In fact, it's a production company called Bad Hat Harry. And if you guys ever watched the TV show House... At the mm-hmm. end of every episode, they had a little cartoon with him saying that in the background there's a shark fin. Um, Interesting. Yep. Yeah, uh, this is uh, 20 seconds of Richard Dreyfus uh, saying some, some good stuff. Gentlemen, gentlemen, the officer asked me to tell you that you're overloading that boat. Then can you tell me if there's a good restaurant or hotel on the island? Uh, you walk straight ahead. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gonna die. <laughs> but Andrew, there's more of that which you're talking about. There's like 30 people talking in in yep. that scene. You know, like like yep. today, one guy would respond. Um, and, yeah, and you know, something else I've noticed is, and they do it in today's movie and some of the older movies, but more so in today, you'll see people moving around in the background, and you'll see their lips moving. But they're just miming yeah. what they're actually doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to screw up the dialogue. I, I, I'm going to tell this quick story because I don't know if I've, I've told it on the show before. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, we were filming a, um, um, it was a dinner scene in one of the movies. I don't remember which one it was. And one of the background extras decided that he was going to take matters into his own hands. So he's on a date, right? His his character, again, background extra. He's just sitting across from a pretty girl. Again, he's just in the background. And on take about seven or eight, um, so as the sound mixer, I have my own, uh, I get my own viewfinder of the, of the camera. So I'm watching to make sure my boom guy doesn't drop into the shot and whatever. And all of a sudden, my eye gets, I, caught, I, I see this kid in the background, and he's choking, like having like convulsions and like choking and grabbing his throat. So I stand up, and I'm screaming like, cut, cut, cut. And I'm like, call the ambulance. That, you know, I, I literally like stand up and start screaming um, because cause the director and the camera guy, they're focused on the actors who are acting, right? <laughs> the people that we're supposed to be looking at. And so we all start to rush over to this kid. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I just thought it would be funny if the background guy started choking and then the director was like, you cannot do that. You can't pull focus away from the actors. Don't ever do that again. You're just sitting here, just pretend to eat and pretend to talk. That's all you do. And just like blasted this kid. He was so funny now, but at the time we were all pissed. We were really pissed. Like you just wasted a take. So anyway, um, some 17 year old kid thought it would be a good idea to pretend he was dying on camera. So anyway, um, <laughs> Um, this could be my big break right yeah this is, yeah, yeah exactly Spielberg is going to see this and cast me in his next movie because I pretended to die in this this uh, $7,000 low budget film that we made um, 
I don't even, I, I guess it costs that much, maybe more, I don't know. Uh, this was kind of a funny little thing. What kind of a shock is it? I don't know. I think it's from a cold. Got a deep throat crack. Yeah, well, but what kind? What kind of shock? It's a tiger shark. A what? <laughs> so because of that, I now have a what? A what? From now on. <laughs> a what? There you go. <laughs> is that a trope, people? I mean, like... Don't you think fishermen would know some stuff about that kind of stuff? You know, like just it, that seems strange. Like, I mean, I guess if these are all just amateur fishermen, then maybe not. Maybe that that's fine. But it's it just seems strange that that he said tiger shark and that guy had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> um, I thought this was kind of funny. Where are you going? We gotta find him right now. He's a night feeder. On the water? Well, if we're looking for a shark, we're not gonna find him on the land. Yeah, but I'm not drunk enough to go out on the boat. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You can't do that. Yes, you can. <laughs> I like that. That was nice. Um, <laughs> an iconic line, as Corny would say. You're gonna need a bigger boat. That's right. Gonna need a bigger boat. Um, and the. Um, Oh, I told you that the author got really pissed off at the climax of the movie saying that he didn't think that it was believable that he would blow up a fit, you know, the shark with an air tank. And Spielberg yeah. literally said, this is according to the quote that I read online, that I've, well, I've, I will have had the audience's attention for, 20, or for two hours. It won't matter if it's believable or not. The audience will be, will be good with it. And... And and that and I love Spielberg, but that little bit kind of is like, okay, wait a minute. Now you're doing the thing that I hate when directors are like, the audience is too dumb to know any better. You know, like, <laughs> you, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. like, again, Spielberg you is can great. Fold the fold the painting into a briefcase. Yeah, just uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. Anyway, here we go. Smile, you son of a. There you go. And yeah, good and thing he's, that that, he's that gone. Yeah, and that tank was filled with explodium. So uh, there you go. Red explodium. Uh, yeah, red explodium, yeah. Uh tropes I wrote um so horror trope, right? Sex leads to death, or in this case, the attempt of sex leads to death. Um <laughs> more concerned with money than people trope. The um Quint is basically ever every hard ass trope rolled into one, right? <laughs> You've got soft hands. College boys are stupid. No one knows what they're doing. Like he only treated Brody with a little bit of respect because Brody didn't pretend to be a, a water person, you know. So yeah. he he kind of helped Brody out a little bit, but Hooper he was, and again maybe because again the, the the actors actually did hate each other. So anyway. Um, also, uh, Quint, the actor, got zero dollars for this movie. Um, really? He got a he got a paycheck, but like a lot of the usually when you have your main actors, they get it's called points. You get a percentage of the movie. Um, uh-huh. He had to forgo his because he was being chased by the IRS. So he was like, um, "I can't make that much money," kind of a thing. So oh. he, Robert Shaw had some. Um, rough life things um um 
and no one else is going to do this kind of thing. So it's the Moby Dick trope, you know. Um, Quint, when he breaks the radio, you know, he's he's going to pull an Ahab kind of a deal. In fact, his he was supposed to die like Ahab and get caught in the rope um, that he shoots the spear. You know, he shoots the spear gun, and then he gets caught in one of the barrels and goes and drowns. Um, but they changed <laughs> it to getting bitten in half because that's way better. Um that's it. That's uh that's all I got. I got nothing else. Um all right. Um th- normally we do the recasting uh game. Um I don't I I for one hope they never remake this. Now they make other shark movies, right? They just did that shallow yeah. shallow water thing with Blake Lively, which the only reason why I would watch is because Blake Lively is super attractive and she's in a bathing suit yes, the whole movie. Um but otherwise, I have no intention of watching that. Um, so I don't know. Do we want to? Do we want to do the recasting game? You want to say they're going to remake this? Um, I don't think so. Don't think so. I, I don't think Spielberg would let him. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they would either. Um, I mean, I guess unless you made like a fifth one, right? You just call it Jaws Five. Yeah. You know, and have different characters and and whatever, but set in the same place. Then we could do that. We can play that game, um, but instead of remaking it, we're just they or rebooting it, whatever. But you know, who 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 do you get? I don't know. Your grizzled captain could be. Um, oh, I don't know. Who's a grizzly? Danny Trejo. No. no. Um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff. Johnny yeah. Trejo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bridges can play Krusty pretty good because he did that uh, True Grit. Mm-hmm. I can see him doing that. Um, that's a good one. He can grow out a beard too. In fact, let's. Uh-huh. And then you can do your. Um, uh, you could do uh, like Matt Damon as the as the nerd, as the as the science guy because he already did it pretty well in The Martian. Um, who's your Who's your land lover cop? Who's your uh, awkward cop? Who plays really like? Kind of straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's a little young or a little old, I think. Get somebody younger. Yeah, I guess he is getting kind of old. Um, um, Chris Evans. No, <laughs> really? I, I. He's pretty straight laced. Uh, yeah, well, I guess you said. I could Chris, see that. You yeah. actually said Chris Evans, and my brain pictured Chris Pratt for some Chris reason. Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's yeah. mine did too. The very first thing it went to. I was like, because yeah. I immediately thought of him like doing the hand thing with the Raptors, but to the shark. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Chris Evans. That could work. Speaking of Chris Evans, I'm going to, well, whatever. But I was at a friend's place today. No, where was I? I was at my parents' house and I was flipping through a TV because we had a showing it here. And Push was on TV. And I want to just sit there and watch it with my parents. Have you guys seen Push? I like yes. Push. Oh, it's yeah. such a good movie. You're the one that, yeah, you're the one that uh, told me about it. Oh, if I remember right. Did you, and you, and you watched it? Okay, that makes yeah, me, that makes me happy. Um, yeah, I love that movie so much. I own it on DVD. Go figure. But um, if it ever gets to streaming, I, I want to do it for the podcast because it's like this this movie that not very many people saw, and it's so good. And it's not streaming on Netflix, but that's okay. Um, um, <laughs> all right, sorry, Chris Evans. It just made me think of that. So it's good. Go watch it. Uh, 
Go find it right now. Um, I'm trying to see if it's streaming on Amazon. I don't think it is. Uh, I can't find it. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, uh, 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 soundtrack grade, I give this just an A for amazing. It's just amazing. It's great. Yep. It's just fantastic. It's um, in fact, um, yeah, it's great. There, there we go. Um, that's it. Top three, right? Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, here we go. there. Top three Animal Attack movies. Um, I didn't get a list from Corny for him. He's probably too tired to to do that. Um, so Andrew. All right. Well, I have a honorable mentions of uh, Marley and Me and uh, <laughs> Wait, Santa Paws Air Airbud. Are there are there um, animal attacks in that? I don't. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> Also, I have uh, Shawshank Redemption is uh, another one. I'm sorry. So, what, I'm sorry. Uh, number what, three. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? Shawshank Redemption? No, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank uh, Redemption. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Is, is that the it was fifth? was a joke. It failed miserably. Is that Just, the fourth we'll, Sharknado we'll movie uh, coming out? Because the, <laughs> the fourth one is called The Fourth Awakens. Yeah. <sighs> sorry. So like you're number three. Okay, uh, number three, a movie that I got caught watching when I was about nine and didn't get to watch all of it, uh, but I watched the majority of it. My parents had gotten HBO, and uh, they didn't really think about you know, blocking that on my TV in my room when I was younger, and I got uh -oh. to see most of Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. And then I went back and and uh, as I was older, watched it in its entirety. Um, so for nostalgic purposes, number three is Pet Cemetery. Number two, uh, Arachnophobia. Ugh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's I, hard. When that freaking spider in the basement. Oh, good God. Mm -hmm. the, actually, the spider <laughs> oh. in the basement never bothered me because it makes noises, which made it seem fake and puppetry. But it's the yeah. one that bites him in his slipper, and oh. and he's like, yeah. "Oh, something bit me!" And this little spider scurries away, and she's like, "Oh, it's such a little thing!" And he says, "Felt like a damn cougar." That has <laughs> always that has always freaked me out because that mixed with the fact that I was once bitten in the foot by a spider in my shoe, and because uh, oh. I had left my shoes in, uh. the, in the garage overnight and then put them on the next day without checking them. And was, in fact, bit by a spider. I had a little bump in the bottom of my foot. It swelled up, got pretty gnarly and painful. Um, and I had to have like an extra pair of... So I had to put two socks on that my right foot because it hurt so bad to walk on. Um, so ever since then, I do leave some shoes, like your, you know, your lawn mowing shoes and stuff you leave in the garage. Every time I put them on, I always check. I mean, I did a flashlight and I check ever since then. So um, <laughs> if, if that won't freak you out, uh, then... <laughs> uh, I don't know what will. Uh, all right. Number one, this is one of my all-time top – it's probably my top 20. I don't know if it's quite in my top 10, but top 20. Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin in The Edge. Hmm. I've never seen the it, Edge. but I wanted to. Oh, 
The bear attack. Yeah. It's oh, like, good God, yeah. It's like The Revenant before The Revenant. Such, right, it's such a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool, Sam. I um, watch that movie. Okay, well, I've got my number three as uh, Monty Python. <laughs> I was wondering if, some, if someone was going to do the rabbit attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could take something as uh, innocent as a rabbit and make it uh, deadly. Uh, you know, i got to give you props. Is it behind the rabbit? It is the rabbit. Squeak! <laughs> ah! Sorry. <laughs> run away! Run away! <laughs> the holy hand grenade of Antioch! <laughs> um, my number two is Ghosts in the Darkness. Oh, yeah. The movie we've yeah, done on Cheap we did that. Reviews. Yeah. Um, which was I've never really... seen that. Oh, you should oh, go good. back and watch it. Yeah. Because it is... Yeah, it's a good one. I think we actually liked it a lot. I think we did too. Um, uh, that 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 one didn't make it though, did it? To air? No, it did it not. I don't think so. I don't think you made it to air. Oh, it was one me... of our test uh, movies. I thought that one worked. Oh, that makes me so upset. Not... That was such a good one. Yeah, I'm looking back. I don't yep. see it. Damn. Yep. Are you right? I think that was the one that uh, I had. Um, I recorded. Did we record at your house? No, that was um. No, that was Starship yeah. Troopers. We recorded at your house. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Ghost of the Darkness then, is good. We should do it again. Yeah. And then my number one is, of course, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Is there any yeah. doubt? How could I not? Oh yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. maybe we should just piss you off and said mammal attacks, uh, <laughs> even though the shark isn't a mammal, <laughs> but <laughs> um. <laughs> Just to exclude Sam. <laughs> um, you, you would have made some argument. Oh, there actually are mammals because they uh, infused them with the uh, uh, DNA of a mountain lion. And uh, no, anyway, uh, I don't know why you sound like that, but you don't. Um, my honorable mention was Holy Grail. Um, oh, number, yeah. Okay, yeah. My number three, no, uh, Lake Placid. <laughs> you love that thing. <laughs> Such a stupid I swear movie. This, every time we come up with this this theme of, of attacking things or whatever, you always come up with that movie. Yeah, there's there's only with two, Betty White. The Betty oh, White line. Oh, if I had a dick, I would tell you to suck it. Oh my gosh, it's so great. And an alligator eats a helicopter. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, number two. That's that's the reason I don't like it. Is because it eats a helicopter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super stupid. It's a dumb movie. It's fine. Uh, actually, two of my well, yeah, I guess if you want to count Monty Python as being stupid, fine. But three of my four are really stupid movies. Number two is Anaconda, um, <laughs> with your J Lo and your John Void and your uh, Ice Cube. Um, can we can we all admit that the scariest part of Anaconda is that insect that got in the throat? Oh my God! Yeah, the bee in his yeah, throat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that part was awful. Oh. And like, yeah. I liked how no one on that boat. Questioned that how a bee would get in his air tank. They were just like, <laughs> okay, that seems normal. You know, whatever. You must not have, uh, you know, cleaned it out real well. Yeah, sure, because wasps just like to go inside air tanks. That seems normal. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, but that was one of the first movies where I was like, ooh, hey, this Jennifer Lopez chick is kind of hot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she looks the same now. My God. She was in some commercial for some hair product or something like yesterday. And I was like, gosh, she looks amazing. 
Um, and my number one, and this movie freaked me out as a kid, and it kind of, I don't know why it still works on me, but The Birds. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's <laughs> The Birds. I don't know why it just... Oh, you, you mean you don't mean, you're not meaning Birdemic. Not Birdemic, God no. In fact, I almost, I didn't even want to mention it in this episode, <laughs> because I don't want to give them credit for ever having done that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that movie is an offense. Oh, I actually, I actually saw it on a list when I was searching for for animal attack movies. Yeah, I it was it on a freaking list, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I saw it too. Yeah. Have, have you ever seen it, yeah. Andrew? Never seen it. All right, this is literally how Birdemic is described. It is the birds meets an inconvenient truth, and they basically the whole movie is, and they're beating you over the face with a dead bird with the whole movie that. The the, 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 the the earth has been polluted by humans, and as a result, the birds are pissed and they're killing people. And but yeah. the the CGI birds that they use in the movie is just beyond terrible. It's like you know Corel draw birds, and when they crash into things, they explode for some reason. <laughs> um, it's so bad. Is it something well, else? That's would, what they do. Is it something I would ever want to do for this podcast? <laughs> I mean, if someone requested it, fine, because I want to make our listeners happy. But my God, it's bad. And it, it pisses me off because, like, people <laughs> just, like invested money into this thing, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so it would be two hours of me complaining about bad filmmaking, is what it would be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, we, our job is to kind of pull apart the movie and talk about the things that we liked and we don't like and things like that. And occasionally, because I've worked in movies and stuff like that, I will say this part was kind of good because of the, like, Jaws. That was the filming on a boat with film cameras and tape decks would have been hard as hell. And that's impressive yeah. that they filmed it. Or when you, when we watch a movie like Sky Captain the World of Tomorrow and go, this guy kind of did this on his own. Like that's super impressive for what they did at the time. Like then, then you watch uh, and, and, but then you watch this movie Birdemic and you're like, this is like filmmaking one-on-one and they screwed up, <laughs> you, you know, like this is the kid that failed filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is the guy that, that I, he only wanted to be a director. He, and he didn't pay attention to any of the other aspects of actually making movies. So there's a scene where they're in like a, 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 a house having a conversation and you, you, they establish that there's like these huge glass windows. So instead they put these bright ass lights on the other side of the room. So these, these weird cross shadows and it doesn't make sense. It's like the sun's coming from the inside of the house. It's really like stuff like that just drives me bananas because it's bad filmmaking. Anyway, I'm sorry. No. So the birds, yeah, that, that movie kind of freaked me out as a kid. Um, <laughs> it just worked on me as a kid. I don't know why I just did. Um, uh, there you go. That's it. That's our that's our so, podcast. Um, that's gonna yeah. That's gonna do it for us. So um, before um, I oh, there's no email this week, which is uh, fine. Um, oh, sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's always sad. Makes me makes me sad. I can just reread some of our previous emails. I could reread our even our hate mail, um, <laughs> which I won't do. But. It's been a while. I, I take it that person stopped listening. I guess they did, yeah. Um, either that or they they have learned to love the show, or it was a prank. I still don't know, but um, it was an elaborate prank, I guess, to just say some bad things about us. Um, <laughs> so out of 10, I, I didn't get cornies out of 10, um, and, and maybe he'll tell me later 
Uh, I can edit it into the spreadsheet just to have it, whatever. But um, um, uh, Andrew, you're out of 10, sir. Okay. Uh, IMDb gives it an 8, solid 8. Uh, I'm not quite up there with it. There were a few things about the movie as far as, uh, you know, like I said about Quint and some of the things I felt like could have been left out of the movie. <clears throat> I do give it props for being uh, being done well with you know with the little experience and and, and this maybe not experience maybe that's not the right word but um, with you know Spielberg being new to this uh, directing and with the quality of equipment and the time frame in this in which it was shot I do give it some credit there. So I'm going to say a 7.5. Okay. Um, for some reason, I didn't type. Weird. Okay, here we go. 7.5. Um, uh, uh, Sam? I think um, I, I enjoy it. I think it's, it's something you should see at least once. Uh, I'll give it a good uh, 7.3 half or 7.3 children in the water after the shark attacked. No, okay. Oh, the point yeah. three, that's gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, I liked it a lot. I had a good time. Um, again, apart from Quince, uh, some of his, I just couldn't understand what the hell he was saying. I thought it was well-paced. I liked uh, the score, obviously. Um, I thought the gore part was, um, you know, not too bad. Uh, and again, it's not often you get a PG or PG horror film. You know, um, of course, PG thirteen wasn't yeah. invented yet. Um, Spielberg would later invent that with um, uh, Temple of Doom. But um, I, I I liked this movie a lot. I thought it was uh, well made. So. I'm going to go a little higher and just say an 8. I'm going to agree with the um, IMDb thing and just say an 8. Just going to give it a solid 8. Uh, nice. It makes our math nice and simple. Um, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an average of 7.6. So we liked it just a little bit better than The Exorcism. Or The Exorcist, I mean. Okay. Um, so, and just a little bit higher than Contact, just to put that to... Um, again, we don't without Corny's numbers, I don't know. Um... That's it. That's our episode. Um, so next week, um, uh, you, the, the voter, uh, I, again, as of the, the time of the recording of this episode, um, which is what we had to go off of, the, the next movie on the list for um, votes is going to be Event Horizon. Oh, oh good God. Yeah. Yeah, so, talk about a horror movie. It is very horror movie. <laughs> it is very R. I have seen it before, and it scared the shit out of me, um, because uh, you, we've we've talked about this on movies and sports and things. When your reaction to a thing is dependent upon your expectation of the thing, right? So yeah. if you ex expect a movie to be bad, and then you watch it and you had a good time with it, then you're kind of like, oh, that was great. I had zero expectations on Hot Fuzz to be a good movie and loved it. <laughs> I had zero yeah. expectations on Tucker and Dale versus Evil and loved it because <laughs> of those things, right? So 
Yeah. When I saw Event Horizon for the first time, and I was in high school, like 16, 15, I thought, well, I can tell you exactly when it came out, but I, I thought it was just a space adventure thing with some weird things <laughs> happening, you know, like some... Uh, 97, yeah, so that would have been, by the time it had gotten to me on HBO, it would have been probably about 98. So yeah, I was a junior in high school. So um, my ex- my expectation was, this is just going to be a kind of weird, um, like a, like a um, 2001 Space Odyssey kind of a thing. You know, like kind of weird things are happening. No, this is a horror film. It's just in space. <laughs> so uh, uh, hopefully you don't get queasy because there's some gross things in it. So have either one of you seen it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. All right. So, Andrew, just yeah. don't eat while you're watching the movie. Um, just seriously, this is your warning. Don't watch it with the yep. kids. <laughs> uh, it is It is violent and... Um, it will be interesting. <laughs> this might be what I watch in the daytime. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I, I'll, I could probably do it at night. It's not that scary. It, it's actually not any creepier than The Exorcist. But um, so there you go. So Event Horizon and our final month, uh, final movie of our Oktoberfest movies. Again, as of this moment of recording, will be Tremors. Which I'm super excited Woo-hoo. for. So we're gonna have three super serious. Super earnest horror movies, and we're going to end with slapstick bugs trying to eat people from underground. So, <laughs> with uh, Reba McIntyre, they're, they're graboids. Come on, yeah, graboids. They're, right. with, they're graboids. Uh, with uh, Kevin, your Kevin Bacon, and uh, your your other people. So, but Event Horizons next week. So stay tuned for that. There you go. That's going to do it for us. Right, I'm not forgetting anything. Um, no, I'm not. Good. Um, Crap. Uh, has anyone started watching Luke Cage yet? I yes. have. I'm, yeah. I haven't started Pretty good. yet. I just haven't had time. Yeah. I, love, I love the theme. Yeah? It's, it's just... It's, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just... It's just enough funk to be cool. Oh, yeah? Okay. Does that make sense? No, yeah, sure. It's just... The, the the atmosphere is just so cool. Yeah. Have they done any kind of uh, like uh, nods to the <clears throat> fact that the rest of the MCU exists yet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting. It's not taken off like Jessica Jones or Daredevil yet for me, and maybe I just haven't made it through far enough in the episodes. But yeah, I haven't bought into it yet. All right. I oh. think I'm on like five or six. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So I'm only on three. So, well, I mean, I, I'm wondering where it's going to go because, yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep going. So anyway, that's it. That's going to do it for us. So cool. Um, I just didn't know if you guys started. I haven't had a chance to start watching it yet. I've just been too busy. Um, for those who care, this episode that you hear, regardless of when you hear it, as we record, will be the last time I record in this house. We have, uh, I, I have gotten a new job and am moving to a new state. So our podcast will be interstate something. I don't know. Not interdimensional. Interstatal. Inter-Sandman. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, there you go. So that's kind of cool, I guess, and sad and whatever. 
Um, but you know what is not sad is uh, iTunes. Leave us a review there, and we will love you for it. Leave us uh, Check out our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. If you want to vote and change what we watch for the final episode, you can, but we're locked in for next week for Event Horizon. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. Follow us on Twitter, at CheapSeatCast. I am at Sean J. Allred. At A. Jemison is Andrew. At Johnny Darker 16 is Corey. And at Suniji 16 is Sam. Uh, please, please, please send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. That's going to do it. This was fun. Uh, Josh, yeah. what a good movie. Um, but I'm glad we got to watch it again. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about Event Horizon. And uh, yeah, there we go. So on behalf of Andrew Corney, who hopefully made it home safely, Sam, this is Sean saying thank you for listening. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>